No, do you want to get angry before we start? Do you really want me angry before we start? I think you should answer this question. Well, we're starting by talking about Florida, right? Oh, Christ. Can we go on a tangent, by the way? Are we going to do anything but? Uh, did you see the law that Virginia introduced today to their state legislature? That's really good. No. Oh, it's really good. It's like the most anti-gay law in the history of the United States. It's very exciting. In history? Um, all right. It doesn't allow them to be put in modern history, okay? Since 1900, we'll go that way. Okay. Like, uh, it allows public and private institutions to refuse uh, any, any service to any gays on the basis of any... Of not just religious, but any moral objection. Oh, so, yeah. a, a public hospital, if the doctor is a Catholic, does not have to let a gay couple in. Sweet. How awesome is that? Um, all right. Are we starting this? Uh, I guess we're starting this. How are we starting this? You're starting this. I'm starting this? No, you're starting this. I'm starting this? You're starting this. How should I start this? Should I just introduce us? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Tory Loyalist Podcast. I'm Vinny Piccolo. I am the less adorable of your two hosts. Angela, say hi. Hi! Are you going to introduce yourself to the people or be a recluse? I don't think I need an introduction, really. Oh, well, okay then. In that case, uh, we'll be discussing the Florida Panthers, who are um, trailing the New York Islanders in standings by a considerable margin. Uh, eventually we'll get to the Islanders. We're going in reverse order of the standings, obviously. And then we'll discuss the NHL at large, a uh, number of pressing issues around the league that I would like to rant about to Angela and let her yell back at me at a louder decibel. <laughs> yeah. So what would you like to tell the world about your beloved uh, cat? I was typing up an outline, but I think I closed it because I'm a moron. Um Oh, you're going to have to edit this out, too. <laughs> oh, you think I'm editing that? Okay. No, that's, that's uh, staying in. Okay. Um, all right. So, actually, we have a write-in for you. I have a request for someone to talk about Nick Bugestad's thighs. I um, I think that falls under your domain, bud. It's fall under my purview. Um, see, here's the thing uh, with Nick E.B. I always pronounce his name Bugstad. <laughs> so... You know, bugs weird me out. Um, <laughs> that said, I do like the photo in question with the compression socks, even though the shoes don't match. He tried, and that's adorable. Wait, it the shoes like don't match? The shoes don't match the, you know, the attire. It's red trainers with gray compression oh, socks. yeah, that and, is really bad. Like, you know, it, it's typically how I look in the gym. I feel like professional athletes should look a little better. No, um, no, he's got um, by far the worst fashion sense on the team. By far. Well, you know, it's Florida. Every, <laughs> everything is a mishmash of colors. See that home run sculpture thing you are so proud of? Um, that is beautiful and the most Miami thing ever, and I love it. Shut up. Uh, the most Miami thing ever is um, nothing I can say that won't get you to yell at me. <laughs> so I stop that train of thought right now. Anyway, uh, he, impressive thighs. Not as good as, uh, you know... My nom de plume, like Press Jesus or Marty Saint Louis, but <laughs> but no one's as good as Marty Saint Louis. Yes, but he can't get on all the amusement park rides in Florida, so fuck him. <laughs> um, True. Anywho, I feel like we kind of need to get to the current state of things, so I'm pulling up NHL.com. We're going to deal with some autoplay, prob autoplay probably. But oh, hey, look, first round probables for the Rangers. Um. For who? Uh, ineffective math, who's great. Uh, Ooh. It's like, like 20% for the for the Islanders, which is the important one. 30% Pitt. 19% Washington. 8% Tampa. 2% Florida. How are you guys down to 2%? That's uh, matchups for the Rangers. No, but I'm saying, how are you guys down to 2% chance of matchups? I, I thought it was Matching pretty... up with the Rangers? Yeah, well, Florida, that's true. Florida Rangers, no, Florida's probably most likely to match up with Tampa or Detroit. I love that you say Tampa with Tampa. an R. I don't say, no, I said Tampa or. Okay, sure you did. Yes, I did. Tampa was, or Detroit, yeah, Tampa or Detroit. That was that young Miami Jewish lady accent. 
that's what that was. Yeah, no, that was not. Okay, bullshit. But please anyway. continue before we digress. So, I don't know. Florida's current state of things is exactly where I thought Florida's state of things would be. Really? I, I, I didn't... I didn't know that they would be, I, I don't want to say this good, because their goaltending's obviously vastly improved. Well, so much of it is the goaltending. Like, you had a average possession team last year with the worst goaltending ever. Like, I mean, just atrocious goaltending. And are they, in your opinion, being buoyed by the loser point? I know you guys have to, I, I, I'm, I have I'm, mixed I'm, feelings about the loser point. Do, 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 would you prefer if I call it the non-winner point? Would that no, make it? No, no, no. It's not the name. It's I have mixed feelings about how we talk about it. I don't know. Um, they're not doing great in OT, but that's typical, and that's you know where it really matters. It's those shootouts that are interesting. You know, remember 2012 when Florida backed in on all those loser points, and. New Jersey was a much more deserving team, blah, 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 should have had home ice. If you flip their shootout records, Florida has more points than Jersey. Um, I, Jersey was bu- really buoyed by the shootout point, that sh- extra shootout point. And I think we should talk about regulation win v- wins versus uh, regulation losses and OT losses versus however many times you go to a shootout, because the shootout shouldn't matter. Um. I'm doing some fancy stat tabulating. Oh, yeah. How fancy? uh, Not that fancy. Just, you know, breaking down goals goals per game and, you know, ranks. Oh, goals per game. I don't want to think about it. Goals allowed per game. Um, Your goals allowed is 10th best in the NHL, which is really kind of nice. And then you're somewhere in the 20s uh, in goals scored. Yeah, that goal scored. So what's happening is Jonathan Huberto cannot buy a fucking goal. Um, neither can Sasha Barkov. And some of that, oh my gosh, on my list of things we're going to do is we're going to talk about how I've learned to love Dave Boland. Please don't die of shock. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to respond to that. Two of our three best, young, best forwards, period, are shooting like 5%. That's going to change. There will be more goals, we hope. At some point. Jonathan Huberto has to shoot more than 5%. At some point, Sasha Barkov has to shoot more than 5%. Interestingly, you've had the fifth fewest uh, power plays in the league. You don't draw a lot of penalties. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the power play isn't doing much anyway. So. It's, it's just interesting because all the stats I've looked at so far were exactly inverted, and, and that's fascinating to me. Um, your fifth fewest, what fifth most power plays in the league, your tenth, you know, in goals allowed, we're, we're ninth in goals scored, and then basically the opposite positioning on the corresponding stat. Huh. Um, it's just fascinating to me. Um, looking at, looking at some of the, the other, uh, stuff that I want to look at, that I can't find is bothering me. I want to look at face-off percentage, but I don't know. They moved, they redid the site. Yeah, and- it's weird. There's, you know, did you win the face-off? Okay, now, did you win it cleanly? And do you retain possession after that? And those aren't tracked by face-off percentage. Great point. Great point. They're, they're like, I feel like a clean win and a win are two very different things because clean win enables you to go with your set play. Yeah. If you have one. Um, whereas, you know, something of a scrambly win, usually not so much. Um, right. But you can also like win it cleanly. And I mean, I've, I've watched guys win it cleanly and it ends up in in the other team's hands a second later. I've watched guys win it cleanly too much and it goes right out of the zone. Yeah. No, you just, you never know. It's just not a. No, and our face-off percentage isn't great, um, especially we've got a ton of young centers. And while Boland was out, we had, I mean, we had three centers under the age of, how old is Peary? Like 23, 24, including a 19-year-old. Oh, here you go with yeah. the 19-year-olds again. No! Any, <laughs> no. Anyway, um, just tossing this out there, uh, potential Best matchup of the playoff teams in the East, potential worst matchup of the playoff teams in the East for you guys. 
Um, honestly, I kind of would like to play Detroit. It'll kill me. I'll cry. Um, but I think they've really been doing well against Detroit. Even last year, they were doing well against them. Cautionary um, note there, Detroit is a different team in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think there's a really interesting matchup there. Um, I mean, I've watched Nick Bugstad dance around Pavel freaking Datsuk. Oh, that was a good game. Oh, that was a good game. I cried. I'm shocked. I didn't cry over Nick Bugstad. I cried over Stephen Weiss. Thank you. I know exactly what you cried over, and I can probably figure out exactly when. Um, worst matchup. Oh, jeez. Montreal. On so many yes. levels. Yes! <laughs> like, I mean, Montreal just, I just, I could not handle, aside from anything, I wouldn't be able to go to a game because I just would, it would be bad. I can't get arrested, you know? Like, I work with children. <laughs> like, they, does, it, does it count if they say something in French and you don't know if it was insulting, like if you, I feel like Florida's stand your ground laws are very I speak French. That your provocation. Oh, like, speak French. Well, I, I, I wouldn't admit that in the legal proceeding. I would plead ignorance. Um, yeah, it just it would be bad. Um, and also, like Carey Price is exactly the kind of goalie we don't want to face. We want to. I mean, like, especially with this deflated shooting percentage, because he can get red hot. I mean, yes. he can, but price is good. Oh yes, um, I'll get to I'll get to them more in in, in my turn to yammer on. Um, what is your opinion? The the piece you guys are lacking and need to go get at the deadline. Oh God, everyone's going to say a sniper. Um, this is what everyone says about Florida: is blah blah blah. They need a sniper. I think thirty. I think thirty fan bases say that though. We yeah, need a well, like, we need a thirty goal scorer. How many goals does Nick fucking Bugstad have? Like, I'm just really over this idea 15, that we need fifteen a, per thigh. Huh? He'll have fifteen per thigh by the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, like pretty much. Um, he's gonna score thirty goals, and they're just upset because he doesn't play wing. Like, genuinely, there's a lot of um, just like. Well, we need a sniping wing. You've got a playmaking wing in Huberto, and the two of them together are just, oh, God. It's some kind of magic. Hmm. Um, what? So, you didn't really answer the question. But you what know. do they need? <laughs> yeah. I doubt a defenseman. Um, I think that the weakest link on the team, I mean, there's some weak links on the team, but I would say one of the weakest links is that good Branson Olsen pairing. Um, because neither of them really can step up. Um, when Kulikov was out, and, you know, I'll, as you know, I think Kulikov's the best player on the team, aside from Luongo at this point. Kulikov went out. Mitchell got paired with Ekblad. They're controlling 40%. Campbell is hanging Ooh. out with Colby Roback at the time, and they're controlling... Ooh. Colby Roback, exactly. Colby Roback is hanging out on our... I guess they were the second pairing. I don't know who that is. I'll have to look him up. Yeah, he's... No, who is pretty much correct. They're controlling 40% of the play. You just... Like, the loss of Kulikov devastated the team because you couldn't push Goodbranson or Olsen further. And, oh, God, I shouldn't get started on Eric Goodbranson. But, yeah, I would add some kind of defenseman. I, I All I want is a second, an extra second-pairing defenseman, honestly. <laughs> I don't have a very long wish list. I think that's the big hole on the team. I mean, I'm scared. Obviously, I'm scared to death of Luongo getting hurt because Al Montoya and you leave Al Montoya alone. Well, I love Al Montoya. No, 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 no. I love Al Montoya. My issue is with his backup. Okay, because his backup then becomes Dan Ellis or Michael Hauser. All of the Muirs. <laughs> Our goalie cupboard is just absolutely bare past the NHL guys and that's better than it's been the last couple of years in the land of what was it last year Tim Thomas Scott Clemenson and Jacob Markstrom who it turns out let me tell you something about Florida and goalies Florida kept saying to Markstrom be more aggressive be more aggressive you're not being aggressive enough Vancouver gets Markstrom 
And they're like, chill out, be less aggressive, calm down. And all of a sudden, he's an AHL all-star. He's setting records for minutes without allowing a goal in the AHL, like, which he never did with Florida, even when he was the best goalie outside of the NHL. You can, you can see this, right? I'm looking out my window toward the Atlantic Ocean. I'm looking at Jess and knowing that somewhere she is reveling in the Markstrom slurp fest that is happening. It's not podcast. even a slurp fest. We really need to get her on. If you want to see a slurp fest. I knew this was going to happen, and I, I am aghast that it didn't even make it one podcast without happening. Are you keeping track of the time? Because I am so not. No, no. I just let you go. It's I good. don't know. We're at like 20 minutes in the recording. So probably we should move over to the Islanders. We're going to end up being an hour instead of 45 minutes. Who cares? Uh, first and foremost, somber note, uh, J.P. Parise, probably the first real Islander hero uh, for his 75 overtime goal against the Rangers, died today. Yeah, and that was really shitty for the hockey community because he was a, a big ambassador for the sport. Best wishes to Zach and the family and uh, all his teammates on the island who still uh, talk fondly of Jeep. And uh, that one kind of sucks. I'm not. I'm that not gonna- one. I let me tell you, I extensively muted Parise as soon as the news came out that Zach left the team because I was just not dealing with it. Yeah, J- JP was one of the good ones. And, uh, you know, as we all know, cancer is a really shitty way to go. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm not going to, you know, other than offer my condolences, I'm not really going to harp on it too much in the inaugural podcast episode, but I wanted to get that on board and mention that. Um, as far as the team, they are back in the Eastern time zone. They will not leave the East, I do not believe, again this year. Hooray, uh, wow, Metropolitan. Really? Hooray, Metropolitan Bus Ride of Hate. Yeah, we got both of our West Coast trips out of the way early. Um, yeah, we're, we are doing our 12 West, Western trips. Well, that's because um, you're in the remnants of the Southeast Division. Anyway, <laughs> enough of your stupid team. We're talking about my stupid team. Yes, uh, continue. We have, uh, we might go to the central time zone, but that's like the same time zone. Yeah, whatever. It's not, it's not like I have to wake up again to watch the game. A couple of points I have to get to. Our power play is doing really well. However, we haven't been reliant on it, which is good. Because it is very, uh, peak and valley. Some games, it's like a fully functional Death Star, you know, lighting up Alderaan. And then some games, it's like the Death Star after, you know, Luke uh, does his thing. Um, I think that the issue with the power play more than anything, and the special teams in general, is uh, they get too hung up on the system and don't don't freelance. They don't do the basics. Um, we have a large amount of men who are large and should go to the net at all times and park large keisters in front of goalies and screen them. And we get too involved in perimeter play. On the PK, for some reason, we collapse and don't challenge the point. And you would think by doing that, you would prevent the seam pass. But we're, we're one of the weird teams that doesn't contest the point shot or the seam pass. So there's just sort of four or occasionally three men skating around doing something resembling an NHL penalty kill. And it's great because we get a lot of shorthanded opportunities for some reason, and that'll only go up with Grabner back. But um, we need to... See how quiet I was just now? I just want you to notice that. I'm I'm pretty sure Grabner's going to finish with more goals than half your team despite missing half the season. Anyway, uh, thanks, Dale Talon. Again, you Luddite who can't use a fax machine. Um... (laughs) I, I digress for a pot shot at your team, uh, even though my team was managed by Mike Milbury for a decade. Things that are things that are important to address for Islander country going forward. First and foremost, um, today is what, the 8th? On the 19th, we are having Franz Nielsen Appreciation Day. Yes. Has recently scored his 93rd goal, 32nd all-time uh, on the team list. He's getting close to the century mark. He's primarily a setup man, though, as we all know, and uh, he's 17th all-time in Islander assists, which 
somehow makes him the 23rd uh, leading scorer of all time and 25th in games played. Uh, all these stats, I'll give the shout-out, by the way, courtesy of Eric Hornick, our uh, team statistician. Uh, NYI Skinny is his blog. He's probably the best in the business. Um, taught Dennis Potvin everything he knows, by the way. Franzi's the longest-tenured Islander. Actually, a Mike Milbury draft pick, the last one with the organization. Ooh. And uh, the assistant captain. And, of course, when the team selected current players to honor to sort of dovetail with the uh, the Islander greats of the past that they were honoring with, like, bobbleheads or promotional items, he was omitted despite being the longest-tenured Islander. Um, and Matt Martin, because he leads the NHL in hits and hair flow, was uh, selected. Um, it may have had nothing to do with the fact that Matt Martin um, is dating Boomer Esiason's daughter, and he's the number one radio, sports radio talk show host in New York City in the morning. I don't know. I'm, I'm just a jaded fan. Don't mind me. Anyway, I would think that we would show the NHL's all-time shootout king a little appreciation. So uh, in conjunction with a number of blogs, we've organized uh, Franz Nielsen Appreciation Day for the matinee against the Flyers, so that'll be pretty cool. Um, other stuff that's giving me agita or palpitations about the team. Um, every time we lose a game or a shift, Capuano puts the lines in a blender. Uh, today's interesting development was Grabowski on uh, JT's wing, oh, which I like. I, 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 I would like to see that. Um, it might get Kyle going to have somebody that can match his fourth check and free John up to be a little more creative. Uh, the other lines are, are mishmash other than the fourth line. The the big thing is that I think that our center spine is as good as there is in the NHL with Nielsen as number three center and Brock, uh, Nelson. Nelson and Nielsen, which confuses the crap. Um, yeah, we had Nelson, Nielsen, and Nielsen last season, and that was good with Butch Goring, especially two years ago when you had straight and straight on the blue line sometimes together. <laughs> I, I, this I, is I making guess. me want to cry. Um, the, the point is the center spine is really deep. And, uh, in addition, we have four other guys who can, who can take face-offs or, you know, slide over to the pivot with the event of injuries in Bailey, Grabo, um, Strom, and I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody who I'll get blown up on Twitter about forgetting. Oh, Kyle takes face-offs on occasion because he's from Minnesota and they all grow up taking face-offs, I think. Um, as far as the questions I badgered you about, um, playoff opponent I would like, um, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. I say bring the Rangers on. And there's a lot of people who are like, no. And it's, it's not so much fear as it's the last year at the Coliseum and the thought of letting them win the last playoff series in the Coliseum, like literally has people on suicide watch. Um, but I think we match up well with them. I will allow myself to change my opinion based on the remaining four games against them, but I'll get back to you on that. Um, other teams I would like to play, I, I, I think for this podcast, if we hooked up in the first round, that would be amazing. And we by, have to do like nightly. Right. Like mini casts or maybe, something. Maybe during each intermission. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I would, I would love just from the, we have their number perspective to get the penguins. Cause Mark Andre Fleury has oh. like nightmares about Kyle Oposo. Um, other teams I would like to play Toronto because I think they're a dumpster fire. I, yeah, I'm not expecting Toronto to make the playoffs. They could. They could. Um, I think they're more likely under Horacek, but I think Horacek is prone to falling apart. Who who I would like to avoid conversely, um, Boston. And that's just probably their pedigree as much as everything because they're not the Boston of old. But Tuca can get hot and steal a series. I mean, uh, Boston, like, they're not the Boston of old, but they could get, walk into the playoffs and flip a switch. I also think that Claude Julian is probably the best coach in the NHL. And I think him versus Jack Capuano in a seven-game <laughs> series is a mismatch. You're I want so to so screwed, yeah. Right, because my coach doesn't believe in matching lines, which I don't know how that's a thing. He matches a defensive pairing to a line, which is great. Um, but you have a Selkie candidate, and you don't put him out against the K's line. You put him out against Gans. I watched the. I watched his lines that game. I was not. I was not. I was at that game. I was not happy. Anyway, um, 
I would also like to avoid um, Washington and the fucking jerks that I love over at Jasper's Wrinkle. Enjoy that. The reason I would like to avoid Washington is just because of our penalty kill. Washington is. Oh yeah, you can't you can't go into Washington with a bad penalty kill. And I'm going to say this, and the Jaspers rank people will yell at me. Washington is a pedestrian team, five on five. I was going to call them garbage, but garbage is a little strong. No, they're you know competent. They I've watched them in person. They do nothing five on five. It's like. You know, dick around for 40 minutes and wait for someone to get called for hooking, and then Ovi will fly all over the boards and take a two-minute in-length shift and never come off the ice. He won't actually move from the left dot. He will just wait for four other players to get along the right half wall, and for some reason, the entire opposing PK will gravitate toward these players and leave the most dangerous shooter in the NHL standing there unattended. And I've seen... Half the teams in the NHL do this. I don't oh, no. Know. Everyone does it. Everyone does it with Stamkos. It's, it's like ridiculous. Just put someone in his back pocket. I don't understand. Just lift his stick at all times. What, I mean, his- like, oh, God. It's how they shut down the Finnish power play last year's World Juniors. Everyone gets on TiVo. No one else can score. Get on him. Makes me want to vomit. But anyway, their five-on-five is eh. Their goalie... He's not elite, and I hate that word. I'm very mad at myself for using it. No, but there but, are elite goalies and whole No, no, elite, uh, elite's a bullshit argument. It really is a subjective bullshit argument. Like, I don't buy it. We had the whole, is Eli Manning elite debate up here for two years, and I'm not, like, I, I just hate no. the work. And Eli Manning, Eli Manning would be the second best quarterback in Dolphin history right now. I just want to throw that out there before we start bashing no. Eli Manning. No. Yes, yes. yes. We'll, we'll not, save that for later. History. You're wrong. Not in you're history, wrong. no. You're wrong. No. We'll save that no. for later. Can I finish my segment, please, Mom? <laughs> Who's your first best? And then you can finish. No, Marino, obviously. Thank you. But he's better than Greasy. Stop it. Uh, no. Anyway, anyway, you didn't see Greasy play, neither did I. I saw Eli play. He has two Super Bowl MVPs. You should. Wait, wait, wait. So, wait, 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 no, time play, out. I'm finishing my segment. Hold that thought. Hold it. Hold it in, You're bottle so it, over time. open it, sniff it. I'm going to finish this. <laughs> I don't want to play Washington because of their power play, and I think Holtby can steal a couple games. And I think between the power play and Holtby, that's a bad that's a bad look. I mean, I, I like if if the PK gets sorted out, I'll take Washington and we'll smoke them. But you know, if the PK doesn't get sorted out, I want no part of them. And lastly, the last team I want to avoid for all the reasons you mentioned is Montreal. Montreal, because Carey Price can stand on his goddamn head like he did two weeks ago in Long Island. Yeah, no, Carey Price. Outshoot them three to one and lose. And there was a great point during that game because um, Tavares and Akposo came in clean on a two-on-one, which is probably bad for the opposition. And they executed the one-timer perfectly. The defenseman didn't, like, JT pumped the shot, drew the defenseman, and then got the pass over right to Kyle's tape. And it was a clean one-timer, and they scored, which was encouraging because goals are good, more momentum than fights or hits, despite what some people will tell you. But the thing that was absolutely terrifying was it was a clean two-on-one between two easily, you know, one top 10 and one top 40 player in the NHL. And he got a piece of it. Yeah. And at that point, you said, oh. And we didn't score again the rest of the night. And you said, oh, despite firing rubber on. And literally, the entire third period was played in their end. And people are like, Isles Twitter is the most reactionary place on the planet. Like, listening to people, like, freaking out. Why didn't we wait? You should hang out on Panthers Twitter once in a while. Well, I don't want to see an echo chamber with eight people. Oh! Anyway, they have lost their patience with Johnny Huberto. Anyway, Miss my one piece I would like to see us get is a def- uh, a defensive-minded um, forward who can maybe chip in on face-offs because you need a face-off specialist because we're 26. I was going to offer you Fleischman, but... We need a face-off guy. 
And the backup goalie, if you want to send us Al Montoya. You're not getting Al. You can have Dan Ellis. No, that does not work for me. I, I mean, okay, but Dan Ellis or Chad Johnson. Um, let's talk about uh, Scott Hartnell's old um, forward skill, like a bottle of it somewhere in uh, Miami that's just sitting in an old locker, and Al Montoya for uh, Michael Grabner's contract. Um, just kidding. <laughs> I just want to send it, but we could fax the trade to Dale Talon and see how that goes. Anyway, I feel like we're done talking about the Islanders and the Panthers. And now we should segue to the National Hockey League. And I would really, really love if we could get that NHL on ESPN music. But I think we'd get sued. But it was the best fucking song. It's actually my ringtone. Sing it. Sing it and I'll make you singing it. No, I'm not going to sing it because I'm a bad singer. Um... I want to congratulate your wild, by the way, on the verge of being passed in the standings by the Avalanche. Oh, oh, my babies. Don't bring that up. The Avalanche. Do you know there is no team I hate as much as I hate the Avalanche? Oh, would it be Yui Krupp's uh, game-winning goal in double overtime of game (laughs) four? Would that be the reason? Would that be the reason you're talking about? Oh, the double bird. I have a picture of Yui Krupp and a bird. He's hanging a penguin. Uh, during the 1993 uh, semis. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. I love Yui Krupp. Um, I hate that guy. Yeah, well, you know. So he won't be the Islander jersey, I get you. Maybe Kasparaitis. Uh, I'm really going to have to customize that jersey before I send it to you. I think you'd look great in a Vinnie Trocek jersey. I uh, I already have a Bore jersey. I'm going to put, if you send me a Blank Panthers jersey, I'm probably going to put an NBA book on the back, which is discussion. Uh, it's a new school one. I will commit that jersey. No! I will not let you. I'm sending you a Nick Bugstad jersey. Forget it. Anyway, um, general NHL crap. Uh, I really Ooh, want- the Coyotes are beating uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg can never lose enough for me. Um, I we'll know, get to that. I know, but they've been doing we'll, well. We'll get to them in a minute. They're a dog shit team. Ah, oh, that's why. Pavlek's in net. Guess his save percentage. 850. 818. Ooh, I was close, but Price is Right rules I lose. Real quick, kind of troubling to see how much the NHL still sucks at diagnosing head injuries. God. I, like... You know, we talked about this earlier, and I just cannot handle it. It's amazing to see how far they've come in remedying and dealing with uh, skate cuts and how little progress they've made on brain trauma, Yeah, for instance. Um, You know, because I thought Giroux was done for the season the other night, and he played the next night. Yeah. Um, And then you see, like, the quiet room protocol – I'm sick of seeing guys with their quote-unquote bell rung or, uh, you know, wind knocked out of them or whatever euphemism you want to use for just got hit by a fucking truck or an elbow pad that's reinforced with Kevlar. Um, And them coming back in the game after the intermission, like, that's enough time significantly. Not even, like, I mean, they'll come back in on the next shift. Um, I don't think it's as bad as the NFL but I've that's, watched them come back in on the next shift. I'm just saying, I, like, I don't think it's... I, I've seen guys stay in a game having a seizure in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The NFL, I mean, like... Stay in the game, like, not yeah. actually come out. Yeah, no, uh, the NFL is definitely worse. It doesn't uh, make how the NHL handles them good. What? You know, I don't know what the, I don't know what the solution is. I, I do believe that one of the problems, and you probably caught my tone when I said it, is today's equipment. Today's equipment is no given it. It's designed to insulate the wearer from the normal physicality of the game so much that it transfers all the physicality toward the opponent. The the plastic shell on the exterior of elbow pads nowadays can knock you right the fuck out. And, you know, through the mid-90s, that didn't exist. Even through the late-90s, um... And then you had guys that, that used it, like, once it became a go-to, guys used it like a weapon. And I remember right after the the, the cool NHL 2000 jersey patch, um, 
Ty Domi gave a roaring elbow to Scott Niedermeyer's head. And Scott Stevens, who was in the penalty box, ripped the penalty box door off like the Incredible Hulk and wanted to fight him. <laughs> but, um, that you know, if you give guys a weapon, they will use it. Despite what they, the bullshit we are told about it being a brotherhood or whatever. And, you know, players yeah. look after their own and policing the game and but all this shit. But they don't. And, I mean, like, look. Guys, oh, we signed Sean Thornton, but Brandon Peary still turns up concussed. Stop it! Stop it with Sean Thornton. I hate stop. That man. Deterrence. Okay. Deterrence is a myth. Yes, um, exactly. And the thing is, the momentum gleaned from fights I've seen happen. I've seen happen, but the thing, the correlation is not what people make it to be. I don't believe that. I don't believe that it's this single galvanizing event. I believe it can matter. I believe a fight has its place in, in the hockey. Like, like I used to be a, a gung-ho fighting advocate. I have given up on the stage fight. It's farcical. Yeah. I have seen, however, a fight in a game occur naturally, organically, if you will, and it have an impact on the, the momentum of the game. I think one of those things, by the way, I'm just going to make this statement and, and, you know, I'll be proven right as usual, but um, the Flyers aren't going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be one of those teams that bites a lot of playoff contending and, and, and hopeful teams in the ass in the second half of the season. Yeah. I um, hopefully they bite Washington in the ass tonight. Um, anyway, as far as this head injury thing, I don't know if the NHL actually takes it seriously because it'll have to be CBA'd with the fucking Players Association equipment restrictions and like the goalie restrictions are such a joke like they come and go they really crack down and then and then whatever they don't care and then all of a sudden two years later your old coach is like hey there's orange tape on your stick yeah yeah, i'll stop it you bitter beer face um whoa 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 i went with bitter beer face remember those commercials no 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 oh god you're like 12 anyway (laughs) Um, what beer was that? Was that PBR that had those bitter beer face commercials? It might have been. I'm dating myself. Anyway, the thing is that these head injuries are at least part, in my opinion, due to the fact that players skate a lot fucking faster and shoot a lot fucking harder, and we don't need as many fights. And fights are way down, but... Concussions aren't, despite what the league data says, because now they just don't diagnose lens as a concussion. Yeah. I, I think it's a, a, a Travis Sham mockery. And the thing that's most discouraging about it is that the players don't give a fuck. And I know well, you're. I would make- say they do, but at the same time, like. They'll just come right back over Yeah, the I mean, I'm telling you, it was one of the most horrifying. I mean, look, 2013 was a horrifying season for me. But one of the most horrifying seasons is there you have Huberto, the future of the franchise, our, you know, shining glory, um, on track, Calder favorite, gets a stick to the head, the ref kicks him off the ice, and the kid's like, uh, no, gets his pupils looked at, because of course that's the only thing that changes when you have a concussion, and hops right back out there. We went on this tangent in the pregame, so I'm not going to might be able to muster the same rancor, unfortunately. I will just say this. I would like the Players Association to take more of a role in player safety. Yeah. Than they do, because the players won't police themselves. Um, no, the- and you can't expect someone with a concussion to police themselves. The, the fucked up part is the enforcer is literally dying out in the league. Like, literally, we've seen these guys die. Yeah. Shortly thereafter, their, yeah. their their playing career ends, and there haven't been any substantial change. Like, oh, fighters can't remove each other's it, fighters can't remove their helmets as part of a fight. Fucking Brent Gallant, who I love, Brent is not exactly a fucking Rhodes scholar. And whoever that no name hack was, it Cam Jansen. It might have been Cam Jansen in a preseason game. Just took off each other's helmets. Yep. And the league was like, whoa, 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 that violates the letter of the law. 
But as always, the NHL is reactionary rather than proactive, and that's probably my biggest complaint. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, like, I get I, you don't want to change your game and blah, 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 blah. But at a certain point, like, people are dying. Uh, the problem I have with the NFL, too, like, on the whole, because, Lord. Do you really, do you really need players? And I'm, I hate to single a guy out because one of my favorite players I've ever met in the NHL and I actually shot the shit with for a bit was Trevor Gillies. And like I say that name and people like cringe and, and, and like re- recoil in horror. But like, do you really need a player of a skill set like that or a biz nasty the, or a, um, uh, the guy I'm thinking of is John Scott. Do you really need a player like that in the national, in the greatest league in the world? Do you really need a player like that who serves no purpose other than to, you know, occasionally injure people? And, you know, people who are like deterrents or whatever. The Detroit Red Wings don't fight. No. How many times do Datsuk and fucking um, Zetterberg get run? Yeah. Never. You know, they, they, they get injured because hockey's a physical game, but you rarely, if ever, see them get run. Is is Dan Carcillo really keeping the Blackhawks stars safe? Is that what's going no. on? There? Like, you know, who who is keeping the, the, the Kings safe? The bag of dicks, Kyle Clifford? I, I, I don't believe actually <laughs> Dustin Brown is keeping them safe, but... Yeah, but he doesn't actually fight. He just goes to people. He just dives at people's kneecaps like a rabid wolverine. Um... <laughs> But the point is, there is no, like, there is no role for the enforcer anymore if other teams don't carry enforcers. There's nothing for them yeah. to do other than skate at people, and then people are like, oh, it's just their size that causes the injuries. Well, I don't need somebody in the league whose elbows are anatomically lined up with temples who can't skate and stop yeah, when yeah. it needs to. No, it's one that. thing. Like, look, you know, there are some dang tall guys in the league. I mean, look at Joe Thornton. I was going to say Nick Bugstad. <laughs> so I went with the guy who thinks Nick Bugstad is very big instead. Um, actual thing he has said, by the way. Wow, you sure are pretty big, huh? But no, like there are guys who can skate and shoot and score. And then there's John Scott. Yeah, I feel like we beat this dead horse. But um, yeah, no. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the league response to domestic and, violence and, and, and social issues later on. I feel like we can save that for yeah. when, we, when I call in a special guest or two. Yeah, um, no, I, I want to make one final point on the enforcers, though, is that, like, they're also the guys who they point to as, like, well, if you expand, then you'll dilute the talent because, you know, look what we're already scraping up. But meanwhile, in the AHL, you've probably got most of a team of guys who aren't making rosters because it's too crowded. Yeah, but in the AHL, you also have six guys who would be an enforcer or an agitator per team. Yeah, but your top and no, guy, yeah, and, Oh, yeah. And, no, and, yeah. And, maybe, and maybe like six goalies in the entire AHL who are NHL ready right now. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of goalies. Well, and even the ones like with the numbers, I wouldn't put Markstrom in the NHL for another year. Oh. <laughs> Kevin Poole came up again and gave up three goals and three consecutive shots. No, but like, okay, Jacob last week gives up like five goals on really? Did you just shots. first name? Did you just I first, first name him? He's a nice young man. He's younger than me. I can first name him. You are awful, Angela. I'm wonderful. But no, he gave up five goals, like five goals on 17 shots the other day. And he still had the highest save percentage in the league. And I, but I wouldn't throw him in the NHL. Oh. Random, random thought as we close the NHL general segment mm-hmm. for our followers. Um, they should Google Eddie Lack's feet when they get a chance. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> because I, I saw them on Twitter in a photo because he was doing like a, you know, a pre-day game day interview. His feet are fucking gigantic. Oh, well, he's like 12 million feet tall. The whole, the Swedish goalie mafia is like, you know, whatever, 25 feet of goaltending. They are all children of the great Tommy Salo. Anyway. Yes, he went spreading his seed throughout the, uh, throughout Yavlin, wherever the hell Lack is from. 
fucking Asgard. Anyway, um... I think it's outside of Stockholm, actually. Anyway, I did want to uh, surprise ambush you with the segment. uh, Because we're over time anyway. So I wanted your best quote you ever heard uttered by a player on the ice. Heard by a player on the ice or that was repeated? Doesn't matter. Alright, I gotta gotta go with Joe Thornton's you sure are pretty big, huh? Directed to Bugstad. That was good. I will go with our, our, our patron saint, uh, Pierre Alexander Parenteau. He of the many languages, and sometimes he mixes up his metaphors, and he tried to say to a referee, are you fucking me, as he was called for a penalty, but accidentally said, are you fist-fucking me? Which was... <laughs> Oh, no, actually, I'm sorry. I do have to correct myself. My favorite all-time on-ice quote is, I'm watching my highlights. (laughs) I'm sorry. I forgot about that somehow. Who was that? (laughs) Stephen Weiss on Weissness. I think he was telling Bertuzzi to shut up, which, valid. You leave the big ragu alone. Anyway, (laughs) I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't take a couple minutes to close this thing out and talk about our Miami Dolphins. Why? Why, Angie? I feel, why? Like, I feel like only Hootie gets me right now about the Dolphins. All right. I, I, I don't feel like anyone under, like, I feel like the, the, the creatures we have most in common with right now in terms of understanding our misery are Jets fans. And that terrifies oh, me. Jesus. Don't say that. Think about it. Think about it. And the only thing I can really deduce from this is that that little Keebler elf, Stephen Ross, that owns our team, is a secret Jets fan. Because he goes out and hires ex-Jets. And the reward for two consecutive seasons of having our season ended at home by being embarrassed by the Jets is a, a contract extension for Joe Philbin. I was pretending that didn't happen. I get to pretend football is over now. I get to not think about Joe Philbin. And you Joe can bring it up. Joe Philbin is going to knock on your door like he does the team and read <laughs> appropriate Bible verses. Does he read Bible verses as bedtime stories, really? He, like, there's some crap like that going on about Joe Philbin's spirit. Although I feel like Ryan Tannehill would like Joe Philbin to read him Bible verses to sleep. He seems like that kind of man. I, I, I don't know. Good for good for Ryan and out kicking his dorky coverage and, and landing Lauren Tannehill. Who's God, beautiful. right? But, and like, she I mean, pe- they always date up, but, like, Lauren Tannehill is a babe. Seriously. But Ryan's pretty cute, and I like that little, like, stubble o beard Ryan thing. needs to keep the beard. It's it's much better with the beard. You know, he had the, he had what, the third or second best season? Uh, uh, he had the first best season by uh, the best first best. The best season. There we go. That's the phrase in English. The first best. <laughs> and, by anyone not named Dan Marino in Dolphins history and Miami Dolphins are still blaming him for the season the season going off the tracks. Yeah. No. Following, it's, people, it's, following people are immune from being blamed. For the Miami Dolphins' failures this season. Cameron Wake, who is always immune. Brent Grimes, who made the Pro Bowl again. Jarvis Landry, who any other year would have been a finalist for Rookie of the Year. Lamar Miller, who ran for 1,000 yards. Ryan Tannehill. Bill Lazor, who had the team top 10 offensively. Yeah. Brent yeah. Albert, who before he got injured, the first thing he did when he got to the team was shake Ryan Tannehill's hand. And apologize to him every time he was sacked this year. A lot. He's ready to cry now. Uh, no, anyway. he's, he's the one who was. I'm here to protect Ryan Tannehill, right? Right, right. That was his declaration, and he was good. Yeah. And then, he, then he got injured because we're the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And I needed more Mike Pouncey in my life. Um. There is nothing I need less than more Mike Pouncey in my life, except possibly more Tim Tebow. Before we, gotta, before we put a bow on this thing um, and tell them what we got on tap for next week, uh, do you want to uh, tell them why Winnipeg sucks? Or do you want me to? Do you want to handle this week? 
why Winnipeg sucks. Winnipeg. Where do you even begin? Good. One reason. We got to make this a regular feature. One reason. One, one reason. All right. You know I, what you're thing is, like, I don't want to lead with it because it's just, you know. Do you want to go with the, do you want to go with the latent racism in the fan base? Do you want to save that for Ooh. another week? We can go with that one. I mean, we like, I would say the racism is number one, followed by the anthem thing. Some things to expect next time. Uh, maybe less swearing, probably not. Um, Angela may have her Christmas lights down. No, um, no, those aren't Christmas lights. Um, <laughs> those are, I use them to kind of do the light in my bedroom because they don't trigger migraines as much as regular lighting does. So they're up year round. God, God, I worry about vacationing with you. It's going to be like an acid trip. <laughs> anyway, um, what do we got? We may have a guest for the first time next time. Uh, I think our lead next time will be discussing the all-star teams and the importance of the all-star game. At least we get the skills competition. Yeah. <laughs> I like the skills competition. I'm, I'm, the only I'm really excited to see Aaron Ekblad hold, pass pucks to someone. He's He's going to shoot the crap out of those plates and you're going to love it. Okay, that's true. He actually could. Oh. Uh, Anything else to tease for next week? What do we got? Next week. um... See what stupid thing the Miami Dolphins do. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, the season's over, but they can still hurt me. (laughs) That seems that that's been like, you know, the past 31 years of my life. It's been all 25 years of my life. I forget you, I forget you're six years younger than me because you don't remind me nearly enough. Oh, wait. Anyway, <laughs> it's been a blast, Angela, and for the dozens and dozens of listeners. You mean the two, Jess and... No, I think, I th- I, I, I think this will have a more of a cult following than, than you realize. Um... You know, I think it'll rival attendance for a weeknight Panthers game. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll double it for next week, and then it'll look like an uh, Islanders game from last year. 